past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Glad that you're joining us today. And we are going to be talking about career resilience. And what is the difference between people who have been able to thrive in their career in the last two years of uncertainty and people that may not have? And what can we learn from those people who have been thriving? We have a great guest today, Makisha Dockery. And Makisha is a talent development professional entrepreneur, wife and mother, who is a coach and advocate for students of all backgrounds. And Makisha, we're just so glad that you've joined us here today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Marie. Yeah, so let's dive right in and talk about what we mean by career resilience today. That's a great question. So you think about the word resilience and put the word career with it, and really simply, it is the ability to be able to cope and persevere in times of stress and change, but more specifically as it relates to career, it's about how do we adjust and adapt to the career changes and the market demands. Right, yeah, because that is a specific concern about our career because it's always changing and it started changing faster. And during COVID, you know, obviously the the rate of change went even faster, but it's always been that way, right? There's always been a, a part of us that it has had to adapt and parts of us that have been slow to adapt and made, maybe made us struggle a little bit. So there's always been that need to be resilient in our career. Um, and what are you seeing in terms of the types of people that are struggling with resilience in their career? Is that at all levels? You know, I, I, I look and I see in, in my current space and the clients and the students that I work with, and, you know, there are those terms right now that are going out about the great resignation, the great turnover. Um, and we know, like with COVID, millions were un- unemployed and dislocated, like, immediately or for whatever reason just had to quit their jobs. And it's not just at the executive level, right? Um, Career resilience is necessary from the executive level all the way down to the recent graduate graduate that's interning. And, And like you mentioned, COVID, it had a great impact on that. And I would like to just kind of take a moment to kind of redefine COVID in, in, in terms of career resilience. And let's think of COVID as the catalyst of opportunity to valuable insight into demands. And the reason why I say that is because we look at it as, okay, we have to change, we have to make these adaptations. And a lot of the times, Uh, People are getting advice at different levels. They're saying, oh, stay with the job, stay with the career, work, you know, stick it out. And COVID was a game changer in that. It was a huge disruptor. 
And when you think about it from a positive perspective, some of the outcomes that happened were, you know, doctors now were able to offer telemedicine at a broader scale. Lawyers were able to still conduct court, but maybe over a Zoom platform. Um, you think about how the hospitality, hospitality, tourism, and real estate were able to now make virtual tours kind of a standard in the industry, and that was a long time coming. And when you think about it also, it created an acceleration of individuals being able to uh, buy and sell real estate through an app. And, and that was even unheard of. And so we think about that from career resilience and you say, okay, going into these traditional fields and you think about it just at the executive level, this disruption, if you look at it from that perspective, is happening and it's impacting all the way from the top, of le- to top levels of industry to, the, to the, the entry level of industry. And everyone has the opportunity to make some shifts and adaptations. So even when you look at it from the perspective of individuals with certain special needs, it made companies think about how do we reach even those individuals. And it created a different role within organizations to have people that specifically focus that way. And so when we look at it as an opportunity, even though COVID had really negative impacts, it also, from a career optimist standpoint, had a lot of opportunity and valuable insights that we can see and use to make us more resilient in the marketplace. Well, and it did open up a lot of opportunity internationally for people to do business internationally, to work for other companies internationally, and for companies to realize that maybe they didn't know, they didn't have all their dots in a row. Uh, so many companies, you know, had people go work internationally, and then they went, oh, wait, we don't, we don't have all the processes set up for that, or it's not as easy as we thought it was. And those were good things, too, because now those can shift and change instead of, um, you know, some of those envelopes just never being pushed so as you're saying there's just an excellent opportunity all the way around and of course not to diminish the pain of people who lost jobs people who lost people you know there's a lot of negative that the last few years has brought on and and all we can do at, at this point is look to the future and what are some of the opportunities that it has created which i i love this conversation really kind of focusing on that and as you said it's for all levels and you work more often with students Yes, I work more often with college students and recent graduates, and, you know, they've committed maybe their last four to five years in one lane or a certain direction, and then a disruptor happens, something like COVID or any other disruptor that's out there that happens, and it's immediate or within the next semester, they need to make an adjustment. They have to adapt. And... You know, we think about the core competencies and we think about the tools that they need to be, you know, employable or ready for the workforce or ready for the marketplace. And we say problem solving, critical thinking, and we say all of these things, but where are we saying career resilience? I feel like it's more of a prerequisite to all of those types of things. Yeah, and just realizing that 
the rug getting pulled out from under you is going to be a, a given, not an exception. And in some ways, I think, you know, we look at COVID and we say, oh, you know, it was this huge shift. But shifts like that were always hoping, happening to people just on a less global scale. And now we're, it was global and so everyone saw it. But those things were happening to people every day, people getting laid off, people losing, you know, loved ones. It was that global, hey, we're all experiencing it now, so we're all aware of it. But it brought to illuminate some things that were always there anyways. That's a great point, Marie. That is definitely a great point. And so with your students, I mean, obviously, you know, with all of that said, that I just said, they have been in an upheaval beyond anything most of us have lived through. Um, Have you seen it increase their resilience? You know, they say um, what um, the mother, uh, what, uh, invention is the mother of necessity or because a need happens you have to make that adjustment and I will be honest um, from what I'm seeing is that some students kind of as similar to career professionals already some students they 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 bore it they they girded up and they found that fortitude and they found that resilience within themselves and some students really suffered some students had to leave school they had to quit they had to just kind of regroup to themselves separately from what they were expecting and then there's those students you know those those clients that are in between they're not quite sure but they need a little bit of a coaching or they need a little bit more encouragement or they need a little bit more support to either decide to go you know into their shell or out of their shell and, and allow it to change them so it's really been a broad spectrum that I've seen with the students that I work with is that there are some that was like resilience. That's what I've been doing my whole life. This is just another one. It's just a bigger one. It's just now other people are noticing, like you mentioned. It's a broader scale um, conversation, but I've already been doing this. And then those students that maybe this was their first time ever having to even consider a difference or a change or adaptation because it's always been laid out for them to go this way or do this thing. And, 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 and that, that is something that I think as practitioners we have somewhat of a responsibility to support our students and our clients with. Right. Yeah. Then they're, they're growing, they're trying to learn and we're, we're trying to help them uh, at that level. But all of our clients, no matter what age are in a similar situation at, at, at times, usually when they come to us. And as you said, we're their, we're their guide. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll dive into Makisha, what maybe you've noticed is some of the differences that help people be more resilient and what people can learn the skill, right? Because resilience is a skill. So the what they can learn to be more resilient. So if you want to listen to that, come on back. Career Thought Leaders is the sponsor for this show. Uh, Career Thought Leaders is a training and community building organization for people in the career services industry. If you're a career coach or a resume writer, check us out, careerthoughtleaders.com, resumewritingacademy.com, and we'll be back in just
just one minute and continue this conversation on resilience. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at Leadership Forum INC. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Redis is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America. America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello and welcome back to the Career Confidant. And today we're co- we are talking with Makisha Dockery about how you can increase your career resilience. And so, Makisha, now we'll dive into some tips or some observations that you've had around what makes someone more resilient, or what are some of the skills that people can use, build to to be more resilient. So, I'd just love to hear what you've seen. Yes, so I think that's a great question, and I want to I want to go back to the concept of career resilience being a prerequisite to other skills and competencies, because we have an emphasis on building skills towards a career, and that may be a subject matter of study or industry um, credential that we gain, and we think about those in a certain perspective. And thinking about career resilience, it has levels. So essentially, it's a skill. So that means it can be learned, it can be developed, it can grow. But it's also a mindset. So it, it, it is how do you view the situation? Do you look at it as an opportunity? And then it's also an attitude. And so when you frame it that way, not only is it a skill, it's a mindset, it's an attitude. So this is how you position yourself for career resilience. And, and I think that's very important to point out. 
And so when you position yourself in that way, then you know, okay, it's going to require for me to be flexible. And so I can be rigid in how I approach uh, my career. You know, I can't just say I'm going to be this or I'm going to only work in this space. I have to think broader than that. And if that industry changes, adapt, I have to adapt. I have to adapt quickly and I have to be able to pivot. And so some of that is the mindset and the attitude part. And, and, and the only way we get from one place to another when we're in a change or a disruption and a struggle, we have to be optimistic and hopeful that there is an opportunity to do that. Um, because you think about it as disrupt, disruptions are our new normal. And so that sets your mind in a certain place as well. And so when we think about career resilience, and it is a skill, so I can say I can learn how to be more flexible in how I think about my career. Um, I can be more adaptable by, and I would like to point out, by maybe expanding my knowledge. And so maybe for years I've focused in this area and I've specialized, but maybe there's a way for me to broaden my skill set so that it can be applicable across multiple industries. And so that could be a way to to, to say how do I develop it as a skill, so allowing myself to be flexible. So I'll give an example. So a lot of times we're working in, in, in roles and we say, okay, I want to develop this credential for this business opportunity or for this role that I want, but we don't look at the different types of credentials that could potentially expand across multiple industries. That's a way to build yourself in, in resilience because you're not just saying, I'm only going to do this specialty. I'm going to be broad enough to be knowledgeable enough across multiple sectors or multiple industries. And that's a skill in itself. When you look at um, resilience as an opportunity for really asking those deep questions, so who am I? What do I do naturally? What am I talented at instead of what job can I get and what is my next step in career? When you start asking those deeper questions, then it gets into questions about purpose. And I think that helps to change your attitude about being able to be flexible. So I can use my skill sets in this way, but if that way isn't opening right now, I can also use my skill sets in this way, or I can also use my knowledge in this way, and it may be valuable in a different industry. And I think that is kind of developing that career-resilient muscle as a skill. And then understanding that failing is actually a tool for growth. And so if you go this way and say, I can apply my skills here and it works or it doesn't work, say, okay, that's a learning opportunity. Not a, this, this is a failed experience and now I turn negative or I feel like I'm being rejected. Think of it as a detour. A detour still gets you there. It may take a little longer, but you still get there. It's not a closed door. And then one of the biggest things about helping you develop your career resilience is knowing that you're in the driver's seat. 
you don't have to wait for someone else to help you develop resilience. You are in the driver's seat when it's happening. And so then it's going to be very important to surround yourself with supporters in your community or in your tribe or whatever, however you classify it, in your network that are going to continue to encourage you to continue to learn and develop and not just stay in a certain specialty, but to broaden your perspective of how you look at your skill sets and ultimately your purpose. And that helps you to just move a little bit beyond just a singular thought of career or job. So I think those elements um, are, are key to helping someone skill up in their career resilience. I love that. So much there. Um, So one of the things that you talked about is skill versus mindset. And I'm glad you pointed that out. I always think of mindset as a skill because it is something we can work on. And oftentimes I feel like there's this either you have a good mindset or you don't. But that in itself is a horrible mindset, right? You you have the ability to change your mindset and to work on your mindset. And it's an active, just like any other skill, it's an active thing that we develop. You also mentioned purpose. And I also, you know, see this word as people kind of talking about, well, you find your purpose. And and I believe that we create our purpose. It's that you show up every day looking for how does what I'm doing today contribute to the bigger picture for me? And that you are either looking for that, that you are working towards it, or you know, you're actively seeking that because it's not like you're going to show up to work and someone else is going to give you purpose. That's just not, and maybe that's why a lot of people feel like they aren't, they don't have purpose or they don't have meaning is because they're kind of expecting to show up at work and have someone else make it feel meaningful for them. I agree. And I'd like to add to that by saying that, you know, when you think about purpose, that that idea of creating a purpose, career resilience doesn't even always mean that you have to change your job or change your career. Sometimes it's just that perspective of redefining where you are that actually lends itself to making it purposeful for you. And, and, that's, and that's even resilience, right? And so I, I, I love the fact that you talked about making purpose versus going out and trying to find it and or have someone ascribe it to you, right? But you can create it in the space that you're in and redefine it where you are. And that could be how you develop your resilience until the next thing or till the next change. Because a lot of us, even in our spaces, because of the disruptors, we had to say, okay, this was my role, but now that this is what the demands in the market are, if I don't adapt, if I don't change, this will no longer be my role. So how do I redefine it? How do I adapt? How do I become more flexible right where I am because it's demanding for me to? And that creates a sense of purpose even in that space. And so I think that's just excellent how you mentioned making purpose. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And the other idea that I thought of when you were talking about was that um, career versus a job. And this is something that has shifted a lot in just the last couple of years 
is what we think of as a career. It's not this linear growth. I mean, we talk about the death of the career ladder years ago, but it's it, it's changed again. And what do you kind of see, especially for your students, when they think about that their career? What what is that going to look like in their lifetime? You know, I, I I do think about that and I ponder on that because. I just recently was uh, speaking with my father, and he's part of a different generation. He's part of that generation. You go, you stay with the company 40 years, you get your watch, you get your pension, you get, and that was the advice that was forwarded along. And some of our students today still have parents that are kind of filtering that type of advice. But we all know in the career professions that that's not the reality of the market. And when we look at it, it's really, it, it brings out a great point of now students, you know, in that short time, if they had an on-campus job, I'll just say that, if they were working on campus and now everyone's remote or the, the, the needs have changed, and they still needed to make money. So then some of these students started started gigging, like I'm going to go ahead and start delivering food and, and, and buying groceries for people, and and they started doing those types of things. And so what I see now for um, our next generation of workplace, they're going to have to have a level of entrepreneurship, a level of, you know, I can do a project, I can consult, but I can work a job, and I can, it's going to be, in some cases, fragmented where the need may not be you enter into a full-time job. We only need you part-time or we only need you on a contract basis. And where do they make up the difference? And they're going to have to be innovative in how they do that and, and be open and willing to do that, even though they graduated, you know, with a bachelor's degree or a master's degree, thinking I'm going to go into this company and work for 40 years, 50 years, 10 years, 5 years as a full-time employee, and that may not be their reality. Uh, Yeah, so interesting that that mentality is still around. But as you say, it depends on who people's parents are. And we think, oh, that idea of the career ladder has been gone for more than 10 years. Well, but there's older parents and there's parents who may not even be that much older, but have that experience, if that has been their experience. And I find, too, that it has a little bit to do with personality, not necessarily age, although, of course, it has shifted with age. But there are just people. People who are more, uh, you know, more connected, more drawn to that structure and the hierarchy and whatever that is. And then there's people that are more drawn to the free flow, flexibility. And those people that are more drawn to the structure are maybe struggling more right now because there is more of that free flow and flexibility. But there are still the hierarchical, more traditional structures available for people who that is their personality type. I don't know if you see that um, in your work where there's young people that still seem to have that, just that personality type towards a more structured work. Yes, and I see that a lot. Um, in, in, in our in STEM our students. students. They want they that want traditional, traditional kind of kind environment, of environment where, where they, know they know their schedule, they know how long they're going to be there, they anticipate, you know, loyalty from the company, and they anticipate giving loyalty to the company for whatever period of time. 
and and that's the expectation. And in some ways, you know, in some careers and industries, we don't want to lose that. In some careers and industries, we we benefit from having the flexibility and the free flow because then that actually affords us opportunities um, for different, like you said, age or demographics to be able to be flexible in how we approach work. You know, we talked about the great resignation. Well, a lot of uh, working parents were greatly impacted by that, but for them to be able to have a free-flowing, flexible work environment was what the demand was in that time. And, 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 and when it wasn't there for some organizations, in some organizations, we see an influx of individuals choosing different ways to work. And so I think that that's a, it's a pro and a con right at the same time. It's a blessing and a curse. It's, it's good and bad. And it just depends on who's looking through the lens of what they see and how they see it. But Well, thank you so much for sharing, Makisha. I've taken a lot of notes and can't wait to get some of those out to folks if they're, they've listened. Uh, if you would want to share how people can find you and follow you, that would be great. Yes, you can find me on LinkedIn, Makisha H. Dockery, as well as um, on my website, it's Makisha, M-A-K-E-S-H-A-H, Dockery, D-O-C-K-E-R-Y.com, and I'm happy to connect with anyone and continue the discussion or expand it, however that works. Well, thank you so much again, and uh, we are going to say goodbye to Makisha. We will be back here on the Career Thought, uh, on the Career Confidant, to unpack some of this. And thank you again, Makisha. We'll be right back here on the Career Confidant. You know that the career landscape has changed, and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we were talking with Makisha Dockery about career resilience. And career resilience, in, you know, it's a little bit different than just general resilience, which is our ability to bounce back in, in life, our ability to take the, the ch- changes and disappointments and strains in in life and and walk with those and be how live how we want to live our life despite those aspects of life that happen to all of us at some times but in our career it's really that ability to move and change as things shift and um, of course we know they're shifting faster and faster and more than ever and 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 we as individuals are along for the ride in some ways and we can create our own destiny by having an entrepreneurship side hustle or being an entrepreneur but even those it doesn't really even matter what you're doing if you have an entrepreneurship or a business or a side hustle when economic factors come in they disrupt all of us right and so i i think sometimes uh entrepreneurship may be overly exaggerated as a way to ride the storms and boy i don't know there's anything less true than that right uh and sometimes working with a big company is um, overly professed as the way to ride out those storms and nothing's less true than that because no matter what you're doing the shifts are going to come and they're going to change your approach, your ability to make income, your ability to find that next job, no matter what you're doing, no matter what you've chosen to do, those will make an impact on on your world, right? There's just no way to get around it. And some changes are going to impact some people more than others. And that's where we get into the, you know, the challenges of unpredictability, uncertainty, whatever the right word is, because we can't guess, we can't know what is going to be the next best thing. This is why I'm so passionate about continuous learning and about some of the specific ways that you can stay on top of what's going on in your industry because we actually can see some writing on the wall if we have our head up and we're looking around. This doesn't tend to be our natural way for some of us. You know, that kind of head down, work hard. If you work hard, you'll get ahead idea um, and doesn't work because things shift. And if we're not looking, it's almost like if you're walking with your head down, right? You're walking with your head down, what's going to happen? You're going to step in into something that you didn't see or you're going to hit your head on a pole because you have to look up and you can think about teaching someone to walk or watching someone who's doing you know looking at their phone while they're walking and you think oh my goodness you're going to hit something you're going to hit somebody that's a great analogy for our career 
that we can't just walk with our head down in our phone, looking at our toes, whatever it might be, because you will, you'll hit that wall. And what Makisha was talking about are some of the ways that we can be more flexible. And I just want to add a few of, of the specifics around that, that, that I like to share. So the three P's, and I call it career agility because it's that ability to move from one thing to the next. Um, our colleague, Alexandra Levitt, she started talking about career durability. I'm going to give you my three P's and then we may dive into some of her other aspects that she talks about in career durability. The first P is people. People, and we know this, it's not you know, how great of a job you do. It's really not even who you know, it's who knows you and what do they think of you. And those relationships, we're not talking about false bravado. I think in some ways, some of that has become even less appealing and and less effective uh, post-COVID. It's real relationships of people that really care about you and know who you are, know what you stand for, know what you want out of your career that you've got those relationships with, professional relationships where they will be your advocate, where you can be their advocate and where you can call on them when you need something, when you need a mentor, when you need uh, someone to advocate for you, when you need a, a someone to bounce ideas off of, whatever it might be, but someone who will also call you on your stuff and tell you when you've got your head in the clouds or down in your phone or whatever it is and keep you in that balance of yes we've got to work hard and we've got to perform but we also have to keep our head up and look at what's going on next in our industry and people can your relationship with people can actually do a lot for some of the other areas that we'll talk about People can help you keep up on the trends. People can help you make sure you're not following a false trend and wasting time, money, energy, whatever, on something that may not be the next best thing. And they can help you vet some of those ideas. And then ultimately, they will help you buoy in your career. Because when you've got that buoy, then you can go from place to place and people are going to be a part of that. People that help lift you up, keep you up, and and move you forward. The next P is purpose. And as Makisha and I were discussing, purpose is not something you find. Purpose is not something that you expect a company to bring to your work. Purpose is something you bring really by knowing what does that future look like for you? And then how are you going to bring that into your own work every day. Feeling purposeful at work is up to you. Feeling purposeful at work is up to you. You bring that. You can find the dots to connect from whatever you're doing now to what you want to do in the future. A skill that you can learn, money that you can make so you can by class to learn a skill, people that you're meeting that will help you along your way. Whatever job you are in right now, there's a connecting dot between where you are now and where you wanna go. And it's our job 
if we want to feel purposeful and happy and to move in a good direction in our work, that is, that is something we all have control over to find those points of purpose. It also makes work more fun. It makes it more, you know, it just, when you can find those connective pieces, then you can figure out where you want to go with that. When you're struggling with that, it's a slog because you're not quite sure if, you know, it is this thing I'm doing every day getting me anywhere. And if you're feeling that way, it's really this opportunity to sit back and think about how can I find the gold, right? Digging for the gold to figure out what is it that's going to help me make that move. And that leads me into the fourth, uh, sorry, it's the third P. Well, I got three Ps. People, purpose, plan. And the plan is the steps to connect that those dots. So when you think about how are you going to get from where you are to where you want to go, that is action, which we'll talk a little bit more after break. And it's also the mindset piece that Makisha was talking about, because you can't execute on a plan if you aren't and in a good mindset to do that if you can't bounce back when things go wrong because even when you have the purpose people have plan things are going to go wrong it's not going to work out you're not going to get that job you're not going to get that networking opportunity whatever it is the you know there's going to be bumps in the road and we have to have the mindset to overcome that in addition to the plan of figuring out where we want to go from a to b from a to whatever how are you going to get there and that is motivating, right? That's so motivating when you can not only see where you might want to go, but you can take those steps to get from where you want to, from where you are to where you want to go. And when you can't see that, or you don't have the resources that you need to make it happen, it feels like a brick weighing you down or you know that you're drowning and you just can't move but when we have the plan and we can change our mindset things start to happen so we're going to take a short break and when we come back we'll talk a little bit more about some of those actions that you could take right now to increase your agility and increase your energy towards something and why that might be important right now. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Voice America Business Network. 
the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello, and welcome back to The Career Confidant. And we've been talking about career resilience and, you know, this is interesting because we think, oh, things are great now and yeah, there's a great resignation, but people are doing that on purpose. They want to find something new. But here's what's been happening for the last month or so is the great rebound, right? When you've left that bad relationship and you hop in with the next one and it's going to be great. And then you realize really quickly that you weren't in the right mindset. And this is happening with people's careers. And it's really not that surprising uh, from a psychology standpoint, unfortunately, that people left jobs because they were expecting work to solve their pain. And we're all in pain right now, right? We've lost two years of our lives, two years for many of us, where we couldn't go and do the things we wanted to do at the very minimum, or we lost people and friends and family, maybe because of COVID or maybe for other reasons, but we didn't get to see them before that happened because of COVID. And that pain, that existential crisis per Harvard Business Review, is why a lot of people were moving. It had nothing to do with the job. It had nothing to do with their employer, and and sometimes it did, but I feel somewhat sorry for employers because I feel like a lot of the blame was put on them when maybe it did or maybe it didn't really have that much to do with the workplace, et cetera. It was simply a hope that making a career shift would cause something else or make something different enough for us to feel better about losing these last two years. And then guess what? You get into that new thing. And if you didn't fix yourself, all you find is that you're the same self in a different situation, but that situation didn't fix it. Happens a lot with people going in and out of relationships. Not really that much different going in and out of jobs. So we have to fix ourselves first. You know, and it's one of those things that someone said to me when I was young, that if you don't love yourself, you can never expect anyone else to love you. If you don't know what you want in your career, if you don't know what really makes you happy, if you don't know what your strengths are, you're never going to be happy in a job because you don't really know what that means. You don't know what you're seeking And so it's time for timeout, right? Basketball season, final four tonight here in the U.S. It's time for a timeout. Take a pause. It's not your current job either. If you're feeling that angst, if you're like, oh my goodness, I just moved six months ago, whatever it might be, and already, yuck. It may be easy to blame it on other people. And those other people may definitely be contributing to the situation, but we can't do anything about that. Let's take a look at us to make sure that we don't jump from another thing to another thing to another thing. So what are 
those areas uh, of purpose, really. And this is where our personal branding work comes in that we do. And I know that that's not what you think of when you think personal branding, but that's what we think of at Career Thought Leaders. When we talk about personal branding, it's really that foundation and that foundation of who you are, what you want to stand for, what your strengths are, and then, of course, your goals in terms of where you want to go. And who you are is also who you've been. So we don't want to sweep under the rug what you've done in your in your life, what you've done in your work, because that is something you can't do. you got to bring it with you. So we want to look at when have you been happy? When have you enjoyed what you've done? So that we can build on that. It's a process uh, I learned from Don Shute uh, when University of Wisconsin at the time called appreciative inquiry to really look at, we tend to look at what's not going well. Instead, let's look at what you have enjoyed so that you can build on that, so that you know what you want more of. The stuff that you don't want, you know that. You got that, right? It's the things that you're talking to your family about all day long. So let's flip the script a little bit and think about what is it that you do want. And then realize that when you get more focused, it actually attracts and creates more opportunity. There's a fear that will start to creep in when you start to get focused of, wow, man, if I get this focused, then I'll miss out on opportunities. But that's not the way it works. You want to put out there that this is what you want more of. Your current boss, your current team might surprise that you when they realize what you want more of and when you start to communicate that you might find that some of it starts to come into play and that is our work that we've got to do career-wise just you know very similar to the work we've got to do relationship-wise for anything to be successful you are in a relationship with work (laughs) and you've got to figure out who you want to be in those relationships and what you need out of the other party in that relationship for it to ever be successful so if you feel like you've been part of the big rebound you made this change it's not what you thought it was going to be and just challenge you to sit for a minute and think about what your what you can take control of in that situation and have you gotten really clear on who you are what you want to be known for what you want to do every day and you know what those strengths are that you want people to see about you and you can find personal branding for dummies. So Susan Critton's instructor for our personal branding strategist course, and she wrote personal branding for dummies. Uh, it's a great book. It'll walk you through some of that step-by-step. You can look on the Career Thought Leaders website and find a certified personal branding strategist to walk you through those steps. And of course, if you're a a coach and you want a process to walk your clients through that That is what that program is all about. And it's deeper. It's not just career transition. We got a career transition course too, which is that more, you know, once you've got that who you are piece of it, what does the next job look like? But it's that deeper sense of really helping someone understand who they are, what they want to be and what they want to stand for. Now I call the personal branding, when you know your personal brand, it's your career buoy, just like the people, because 
if you know who you are, you can show up in many different avenues and still be comfortable and confident in what you bring because you're comfortable and confident in who you are, even if you're in a new situation. And that's what we want to help create that resilience and create that agility to move from one thing to the next. Now, some of the other pieces that Alexandra Levitt brings in in the career durability concept are the technical skills, right? Digital literacy, being able to lead a team digitally, being able to work effectively over long distances, right? And it doesn't matter if you're working from home or you're working for an office, you're most likely going to have to use digital tools to communicate and work with a team. And when we do that, it gives us that opportunity to to connect with people on a broader scale and create even more opportunities. But we have to have the digital literacy to be able to do that. So I encourage you to just think about that as well. And then um, thinking about your network and the people, don't forget, you know, that's the first thing I talked about, just to go back and rekindle those relationships so that it doesn't have to be about what you need in a moment, but it can be about a relationship that you've been fostering and helping other people so that when you need that help, it's not, it doesn't feel like a big ask. That's the, that's the goal. We will be back here um, in a few weeks on the Career Confidant. We'll have a replay for you next week as we're at our Career Thought Leaders Symposium in Philadelphia. There is still one day to register if you're listening and you've been dragging your feet. Now's the time to jump in. And we look forward to seeing you here next week and, and every Monday afterwards on the Career Confidant. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. And we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.